Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Crossover Across Time podcast. Uh, this is a special Saturday edition for week 14, uh, January 21st of 2023. First of all, I apologize that we did not have an episode on Thursday or Friday. Um, <clears throat> simply put, just had kind of a weird uh, uh, sleep schedule the last few days, and it's been kind of uh, shaking up my my schedule as far as, uh, you know, outside of work, getting things taken care of with uh, you know, the podcast certainly first, but then also, you know, different responsibilities around the house, uh, things outside of work, you know, things of that nature. So, um, it's just been kind of a weird last couple of days, but I thought, um, you know, since I've gotten up a little bit earlier than I normally would on a Saturday, I thought, why don't I go ahead and do an episode real quick before we get any games happening later today. And I can still treat this as sort of like a Friday episode, if you will. Uh, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to cover Wednesday and Thursday's uh, game action, game summaries from those two days. We'll also talk about the key news from the last couple of days um, and then give game previews for later tonight, uh, tonight being Saturday, of course, uh, as well as Sunday and Monday. And then what I am planning on doing, so this will be the first of three episodes technically today. Um, so we're, if this is the main episode. This is the primary episode that will get us caught up to where we should be for this week. Um, and then we can go into the weekend doing our, you know, watching games and, and enjoying the weekend, things of that nature. But also later tonight, I'm planning on doing a, a double header, if you will, or, uh, you know, two bonus episodes that are just franchise focus episodes. And I've talked about this in the past as being something I'd like to do to get a little bit caught up to where I was hoping we'd be with franchise focus. Uh, here at the end of week 14, we've only done three, we've done Sixers, um, Bucks, and Bulls. And so we're going to get at least two done this weekend to get that bumped up a little bit. Um, but so later tonight, we'll do two episodes. We'll do a franchise focus for the Cleveland Cavaliers, and then we'll also do a franchise focus for the Boston Celtics. So that's a couple of bonus episodes we have planned. If they don't get done tonight, they'll happen sometime tomorrow, most likely. Um, but regardless, we're going to just focus on getting this episode done so that we're fully caught up. You know, we're able to come back on Monday with our normal Monday scheduling. Uh, so let's get into it. Firstly, the Wednesday schedule, we had nine games on Wednesday. And to be honest, I'll kind of glance through, see, you know, I won't spend a ton of time on every single game. Um, this first game, the Wizards, the Washington Wizards in New York against the Knicks at Madison Square Garden. Uh, and the Wizards come out, excuse me, come out with a victory here, 116 to 105. Uh, I believe this was Bradley Beal's return game. Um and uh yeah Beal's return uh Washington controlled it throughout not too much of a contest Kuzma led the way 27 points 13 boards 22 and 11 for Porzingis as well 18 for Bradley Beal in you know a little bit of limited minutes but nice to see him back in the lineup for them uh for New York Brunson had another nice game with 32 points RG Barrett 21 points 15 boards for Julius Randle. Mitchell Robinson left early uh, with an injury, and I think we'll talk about that with our news in just a second. But, um, yeah, kind of a, a tough loss for New York because they've lost their last handful. Um, and good win for Washington, especially them getting Bradley Beal back. Uh, the next game, uh, Atlanta Hawks in Dallas against the Mavericks. They get the road win, uh, much like the Wizards, 130-122. to 122. Of course, the storyline is the – 
the Luca versus Trey Young matchup, those guys that were traded on draft day for each other, those storylines are kind of always going to be intertwined. Um, Atlanta led throughout much of this. Dallas uh, stole a lead in the third quarter, but then Atlanta took it back and won the game. Um, for Dallas, yeah, Luca, nice game as you'd expect, although his percentages weren't as stellar as you'd hope. But he still had 30 points, eight assists, four boards, seven turnovers is a little bit tough. Uh, 22 points, nine rebounds for Christian Wood, 20 points, seven assists for Spencer Dinwiddie, 18 off the bench for Reggie Bullock. Christian Wood continues to start more and more games. Um, but for the Hawks, they had eight guys in double figures, 18 points, 12 assists for Trey Young, 30 points for DeJounte Murray, uh, and 16 off the bench for Capella. They continue to start Onyeko Kungu instead of Clint Capella at center, which is an interesting point. He's a young guy with a lot of potential. But uh, regardless, Atlanta gets a win, nice win for them. Um, I probably won't dwell too much on the Charlotte Hornets beating the Houston Rockets on the road. I apologize to any Hornets and or Rockets fans out there. Jalen Green looks like he had a big game, 41 points, um, but probably not too many surprises in that game other than, you know, Green having a nice scoring game. Um, we will talk a little more in depth about this one. The Memphis Grizzlies defending a home court barely against the Cleveland Cavaliers, 115 to 114. Um, late tip in by Steven Adams wins the game for Memphis. Um, Cleveland led in the first quarter. Memphis took the biggest lead of the game in the second quarter. Uh, Cavs let it down, whittled it down at the end of the third, and then it was back and forth all throughout the fourth quarter. Really an exciting game. Uh, again, Cleveland was without Donovan Mitchell in this game, but they still, of course, have a solid core, even without Mitchell. Um, for the Cavs, they were led by Darius Garland, 24 points, 14 assists. He kind of wasn't as stellar as he had been at the beginning of the season or even going into last season. There was a stretch this season, the last several weeks, where it seemed like he wasn't as big of a factor. So nice to see him getting back in that, you know, 20-point, 10-assist kind of range where he can be fairly steady uh at least the scoring maybe not as much the assisting but he's still a good distributor uh 23 points for karis lavert starting in place of donovan mitchell 17 for isaac okoro and 18 points 15 rebounds along with two blocks and a steal for evan mobley uh, the dynamic sophomore forward uh a strong game here although his growth he's kind of plateaued this season a bit as well um but you know, could be just be sophomore slumps, hard to say. Um, and then 14 points for Jared Allen, along with two blocks, eight rebounds. So strong starting performance for the Cavs. Uh, sort of the same thing with the, the Grizzlies, although 16 points off the bench from Santi Aldama. He's been a nice piece for them. Uh, 25 points for Desmond Bain, 24 points, eight assists for John Morant. Of course, the backcourt leading the way, as you'd expect. Uh, 15 points for Jaron Jackson Jr., 13 points, 10 rebounds for Steven Adams. And again, as I mentioned, he had that tip in to win the game for them. So uh, definitely an exciting affair. And uh, Memphis keeps their win streak alive. Um, I uh, Oh, we'll have to talk about that too because we didn't do uh, – or no, we did. We did a Wednesday show. I'm a little bit discombobulated here. But on Wednesday, you remember I did make that – that was my, my latest – weekly prediction is that I, you know, the Grizzlies, I think have the potential to sweep there or had, I guess that prediction actually is already over. Uh, I had the potential to sweep their next four games and, 
move into that conversation for longest win streaks in NBA history. Um, but uh, yeah, they did lose just last night. So uh, hopefully I didn't jinx the Grizzlies with that one, but regardless, they, they still had a great win streak and they're, you know, potentially the best team in the West, if you want to argue them or Denver, uh, Denver's, technically still has a better record but they're they're both pretty close um yeah let's let's also s- kind of skim past heat versus pelicans miami heat win in new orleans against the pelicans the pelicans have struggled lately um and you have to think it's still the absence of brandon ingram and zion williamson they have a nice supporting cast for those guys but when you have Najee marshall trey murphy dyson daniels all of those players starting they're they're solid role players, but it's not the same as an Ingram or a Zion Williamson, and so it just kind of limits what this team's able to do. They still play well as a team, um, but they desperately kind of need those guys to return sooner rather than later. The Heat pick up a win at pretty much full strength, um, kind of as you'd expect. So uh, we'll move to the next game. The Oklahoma City Thunder win at home against the Indiana Pacers, one twenty six to one hundred six. These are two very closely ranked teams um but you might not think that based on the score the thunder really ran away with this one um you look at indiana's team performance i mean a lot of guys struggled their percentages as a team were not great they had some nice bench performances uh let's see their leading score was 18 points from andrew nemhard uh their rookie he continues to have some nice moments for them uh, they were, they are still without Tyrese Halliburton, which is certainly a big, uh, you know, a missing piece for them. Again, we wish that he can get back in the lineup as soon as possible. Um, their second leading score, two guys tied with 13 points, Benedict Matherin and Trevlin Queen. So I, you know, it's gotta be one of the higher point totals for Trevlin Queen, Trevlin Queen. Nice for him. Uh, and then three other guys, 10 or 11 points each, Duarte, McConnell, Isaiah Jackson. Um, just not a wealth of scoring here. Meanwhile, for the Thunder, they had a lot of guys with some great games. Shea Gilders-Alexander, 23 points, just a touch under what you'd normally expect for him this season. Six assists, three steals, and still a nice game for him. 22 points, 11 rebounds for Luguens Dort. Uh, he's you know, always a solid guy, statistically not always, a, you know, most recognizable, but always a, a key factor for the Thunder. Uh, 23 off the bench for Isaiah Joe. He had another nice game. He had a, a pretty nice game probably a month or two ago. Um, I remember being surprised by it. No offense, Isaiah Joe, but uh, 16 points, 11 assists for Josh Giddy, 12 points, 10 assists for Ken, Ken Rich Williams. Um, so yeah, just the Thunder a little bit better on this night and they, uh, pick up a big win against the Pacers. Um, and we'll talk about this one too. The Utah Jazz winning at home against the, L- the LA Clippers, 126 to 103. Of course, I'm going to want to talk about it as a Jazz fan. Um, and yeah, marking in a nice game, big lead throughout that Utah just kind of steadily built throughout the game. Um, for the Clippers, they were without. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, again, you have to imagine it's just continued, you know, low to management, uh, managing how many games they're playing a certain time period, things of that nature. They were led by 30 points from Norman Powell, uh, 15 points, 12 boards for Zubats, along with two blocks. 
Otherwise, only three other guys in double figures. For the Jazz, as we mentioned, Markkanen led the way. 34 points, 12 rebounds, a steal and two blocks. Nice game for him. He continues to be a potential all-star candidate in the Western Conference. He also got 17 excuse me, 17 points, nine assists for Mike Conley, 16 for Jordan Clarkson, uh, 13 each for Walker Kessler and Malik Beasley. Walker Kessler also had 11 boards, a steal, and two blocks in uh, a starting role in this game. He continues to get a little bit more minutes, more starting opportunities for the Jazz, and they win against the Clippers. Um, Let's talk about these last two here. Again, this is from – I don't know if I ever really stated exactly. This is from the Wednesday night slate of games. Uh, all the games we've talked about so far from Wednesday night. Of course, we've, we've uh, skimmed over a couple. Regardless, uh, the let's talk about this one. The Denver Nuggets win at home against the Minnesota Timberwolves, 122-118. to uh, Jokic got another triple-double. Uh, and it was back and forth throughout, although the Timberwolves did have nice leads throughout much of the second half, but then Denver able to, you know, take the lead very late and win the game for the Timberwolves. They had seven guys in double figures, very balanced attack. They're still without Carl Anthony towns, no Rudy Gobert in this game. Um, leading scorer was Jaden McDaniels, 18 points, uh, 17 points from Nas Reed, 13 points, 11 rebounds from Kyle Anderson. So the, the front court, regardless, kind of the stronger effort here for Minnesota, Anthony Edwards, 16 points, nine rebounds, three assists. Uh, struggled shooting the fl- from the floor a little bit, 40% from the floor altogether, missed all four of his three-point attempts. 13 points for D'Angelo Russell, only eight, eight shot attempts, which is a little bit strange. 16 points off the bench for Luca Garza, and 14 for Torian Prince. Uh, Garza, that's kind of nice to see him uh, play fairly well in a limited role. You know, he's a guy that's trying to find a solidified position in the league at the moment. Uh, meanwhile, for Denver, yes, Jokic, 31 points, 13 assists, 11 rebounds, continues to just be stellar, uh, be, you know, what you would expect from a back-to-back MVP and a guy who's in that conversation again this year. Uh, 28 points from Jamal Murray, uh, and then three other guys in double figures, one of them being Bruce Brown's 16 off the bench. They get the win against Minnesota. Closer game than you might expect, but Denver wins regardless. And then finally, last game from the Wednesday slate, uh, the Sacramento Kings win in Los Angeles against the Lakers, 116-111. to 111. The Beam team continues to play well. Uh, that was their fifth straight win. Uh, and again, uh, Lakers had a nice lead in that first half, but then Sacramento took it back. Uh, it was pretty competitive in the fourth quarter, but then the Kings still come out with the win. Uh, for the Lakers, of course, LeBron led the way, 32 points, eight rebounds, nine assists, the kind of game you'd expect. His shooting percentages weren't quite that stellar, or not as stellar as you'd hope. Um, no other starters scored in double figures, but they did have 19 points, seven rebounds, five assists off the bench from Westbrook, 14 from Kendrick Nunn, and 12 from Max Christie. Uh, but for Sacramento, they were led by, ooh, they didn't even have Sabonis in this game. Sabonis was out. Uh, so Rashawn Holmes stepped in, but he played nicely, 16 points, 11 rebounds. Um, Fox led the way scoring-wise, 31 points, 6 assists. Uh, 20 points for Harrison Barnes, 18 points, 8 assists for Kevin Herter, uh, and 10 each for Keegan Murray and Trey Lyles as the Kings won that one in Los Angeles. Great slate of games. Let's move to Thursday, the next night. 
Uh, we had four games. Actually, let me double check, make sure I didn't miss something from Wednesday. No, we're all good. Let's talk about Thursday's games. Firstly, the Paris game, NBA Paris game for this season. Uh, and the the technically home team, Detroit Pistons, lose to the visiting Chicago Bulls 126 to 108. Um, and uh, it wasn't too much of a contest. The Bulls played a very nice game in this one. For the Pistons, they were led by uh, Bogdanovich, as you'd expect. He's their leading scorer this season, 25 points in this one. 16 points each for Sadiq Bey and Jaden Ivey. Uh, off the bench, they had 17 from Hamadou Diallo. And 11 points, 12 boards from Jalen Duran off the bench. They also had 11 boards from Isaiah Stewart in that starting lineup. However, for Chicago, uh, it was the Levine and DeRozan pairing that you would hope for the Bulls, 30 points. Five rebounds, four assists for Zach Levine, and 26 points, nine rebounds, five assists, two steals, and a block for DeMar DeRozan. Um, outside of them, they had 16 points, 15 boards from Vucevic, 13 points from Dosomu in the starting lineup, and 10 points from Patrick Williams. They also had 12 from Derek Jones Jr. and 10 from Kobe White, both off the bench. So the Bulls just kind of the better team up to this point in the season than the Pistons, and they get the win uh, in Paris. Next, this was a, a marquee matchup. Uh, the second finals rematch from this last season's NBA finals uh, matchup between the Warriors and the Celtics. This one, this second rematch we've seen in this season, uh, the Boston Celtics hosting the Golden State Warriors, and they win in overtime, 121 to 118. Uh, a thrilling game here. Uh, pretty back and forth affair. The largest lead in the game was held by Golden State in the third quarter. Boston held a nice lead in the second quarter as well. But again, back and forth throughout. Boston wins it in overtime. For the Warriors, uh, they had strong games from Curry, Thompson, and Wiggins, and Jordan Poole. All of those guys starting. Draymond Green starting at center. Leading scorer was Steph Curry with 29 points. Seven assists, three steals, and two blocks. Nice defensive game from Curry. Uh, 24 each for Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson. Uh, Jordan Poole, three steals. Thompson, two steals and a block. Wiggins, 20 points, one steal, four blocks. A lot of great defensive stats from that Warriors. Uh, four main kind of offensive guys. Green, surprisingly enough, only one steal compared to the rest of those guys. But he did have 11 points, 13 rebounds, nine assists. Uh, nearly that triple-double. Uh, but for the Celtics, yes, they win the game. 34 points, 19 rebounds, 6 assists, and 3 steals for Tatum. He did it with 7 turnovers as well, but still a Herculean effort on his part. Uh, 20 points, 10 rebounds uh, for Al Horford, and 18 points for Marcus Smart, and 16 points for Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown back in the lineup. Good to see that for Boston. 14 points, 11 rebounds for Robert Williams as well. So that starting group did a great job. 14 off the bench with seven rebounds for Malcolm Brogdon. And uh, the Celtics able to win against the Warriors. Big game for them in overtime. Um, we'll, we can talk about this one. This is a close game. Uh, Minnesota Timberwolves win a close game at home against the Toronto Raptors, 128 to 126. Um and it was actually a last couple of minutes rally. Toronto held big leads throughout much of this game from end of the first quarter through the, you know, just till the last four or five minutes or so of that fourth quarter, they held a lead and then Minnesota rallied to win. 
for Toronto, they were led by the rookie, or the sorry, the sophomore defending rookie of the year. Uh, 29 points, eight rebounds, five assists for Scotty Barnes uh, in his sophomore season there, along with two steals. 25 points, 10 assists for Fred Van Vliet. He's had a nice last few games. 18 points for Gary Trent Jr. 15 points, eight rebounds, a steal and a block for OG Ananobi. Uh, two other guys in double figures, but for the Timberwolves, uh, the backcourt did it there. 25 points for D'Angelo Russell, 23 points uh, for Anthony Edwards. Both of them turned the ball over a little bit more than they had hoped, but uh, still still able to get the win. 20 points, 10 rebounds for Kyle Anderson. Um, 18 points from Jaden McDaniels and 13 off the bench from Jalen Noel as they get the close win against the Raptors. Next, the Phoenix Suns win in uh, in Phoenix against the Brooklyn Nets, 117 to 112. Uh and the Nets made it a close game towards the end. Uh, Phoenix held ever since the end of the first quarter. They had led it pretty big, uh, almost 25 points, uh, you know, above 20-point leads for a good chunk of this game. Fourth quarter, yeah, Nets made a push, but the Suns still able to come out with the win. Uh, in Cameron Johnson's return to the lineup, he came off the bench in this game. Uh, for Brooklyn, they're led by Kyrie Irving's 30 points, seven rebounds, seven assists, four steals, two blocks. Wow, what a stat line for Kyrie. Uh, 20 points, 11 rebounds, three blocks, and a steal for Nick Claxton. Those two, huge effort in this one. 16 each for Joe Harris and Seth Curry. Seth Curry coming off the bench for this game. And 15 off the bench for Cam Thomas. But for Phoenix, um, Mikhail Bridges continues to do his best to fill in the void of uh, Devin Booker and Chris Paul. He had 28 points, nine assists. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, nice game, 24 points, 14 boards, uh, and four assists. Strong effort. Uh, And then 16 points for Damian Lee in the starting lineup. Very nice game for Cameron Johnson in his return. 19 points, six rebounds, a steal, and two blocks, and 15 points for Saban Lee, the – the two-way or the 10-day, he's, uh, you know, fumbling uh, over my words here. Let's go ahead and double-check the the rosters here. I'm, I want to remember exactly what kind of contract he's on. He's either two-day or 10-day. Two-way or 10-day. Uh, it's a 10-day contract. So nice game for him. Uh, obviously, a 10-day guy wants to to make an impact where he can. Yeah, 15 points, six assists, and a steal. Um, you know, hopefully that means he's able to get more of a chance, but uh, of course for Cameron Johnson, that's big for Phoenix to get him back. If they can have him, Aiton and Bridges with Sarich and Lee, that should, you know, that'll definitely be a little bit stronger of a group and they can hopefully be, um, you know, keep things righted a little bit longer till they can get Booker and Paul back in the lineup. But regardless, nice win for Phoenix at home against the Nets team that's still kind of reeling from losing Durant. Uh, And finally, we'll talk about this last game from Thursday's uh, lineup of games. And the Philadelphia 76ers won on the road in Portland against Trailblazers 105-95. to Um, Embiid and Harden have a nice game here. And Philly never trailed in this game Uh, for... The, let's see, for the Trailblazers, Lillard led the way, 25 points, 11 assists. 
six rebounds, two steals, two blocks, really doing it all, but his percentages were not stellar. Uh, 24 points for Jeremy Grant, 16 for Anthony Simons, and 10 points off the bench for Nazir Little. Those were all the double-figure scores. Uh, for the Sixers, though, 32 points, nine rebounds for Joel Embiid, along with three blocks and a steal. Harden adds another triple-double, 16 points, 14 assists, uh, 10 rebounds. 15 points for Tyrese Maxey coming off the bench, uh, 10 for Shake Milton, and 11 for Tobias Harris. And the Sixers get the win against a struggling Trailblazers squad. And that gets us caught up on our uh, slate of games from the last couple of days. So, um, again, just first of all, that's one of the, the big things that I think will be good for us here on the podcast to get that caught up going into the weekend. And when we come back Monday, we'll then be able to just talk about Friday through Sunday's games. Uh, now let's run through the news. There's a good amount of things to talk about here. Uh, and this will be news that's accumulated from the last couple of days. Uh, firstly, uh, Lamilla Ball sprained his ankle versus uh, Houston. I want to say that was Tuesday night's game. Um, he's expected to be more day to day with this kind of injury, or at least, you know, within the week or two, he'll, uh, probably be back in that lineup pretty strong. So shouldn't miss too much action, but it's worth noting. This is the third time this season he's been dealing with the same ankle, uh, having issues. So certainly we hope that he doesn't have any more issues going forward. Once he gets this healed, we wish him the best, uh, in dealing with that injury. Uh, same to both of these guys, uh, dealing with some injuries. Firstly, for the Knicks, uh, center Mitchell Robinson is out at least three weeks after undergoing surgery to repair a fractured right thumb. And for Dallas, uh, center Christian Wood is uh, out with a broken left thumb, uh, and he'll be reevaluated in a week. However, I did see that he – well, that might have been the game before he uh, sustained that injury. Regardless, both those guys wish him the best in recovering from those injuries, those thumb injuries. Um, nice news out of Denver. Uh, Nikola Jokic, if you didn't see this uh, big news for the, the Nuggets franchise and for the NBA, uh, Nikola Jokic did pass Alex English uh, to become the number one uh, leader in the fran- Denver Nuggets franchise history for uh, all-time assists. So he's he has the most assists in Denver Nuggets history. Uh, and he also becomes the first center in NBA history to lead a franchise in all-time assists. Both those incredible marks. He continues to be a stellar player. Uh, and again, he's in that MVP conversation this year. He has to be. Um, also, well, in the conversation of great players, talking about all-star returns this time, um, we did get the returns, the third late, the third and latest uh, all-star voting returns. LeBron James continues to lead the all-star voting. Uh, this time, Giannis Antetokounmpo leads the East. Uh, instead of Kevin Durant, both those players leading their conferences in uh, front court voting. The leaders in the back court voting in the East and the West are uh, Kyrie Irving and Steph Curry, respectively. They continue to lead in those positions in their conferences. Uh, speaking on the All-Star uh, voting and conversation, the starters for the All-Star or our All-Star starters will be revealed Thursday, January 26th of 2023. So, Next week on Thursday, those starters will be revealed. Uh, it'll be exciting day to, to watch out for. Um, going back to Denver, Nikola Jokic, um, kind of a negative news here. Jokic did sit 
uh, in Friday's game with left hamstring tightness. That game was versus the Pacers. Um, so hopefully that doesn't sideline him for too long. It just it was again, it was tightness rather than an actual injury. Uh, so hopefully that doesn't sideline him much more than just that one game. Um, the Warriors did rest four their four leading kind of star offensive guys. Um, I was mentioning that with the Warriors, one of those Warrior summaries. Um, so we're talking Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, um, Andrew Wiggins. Actually, it was not Jordan Poole, but Draymond Green. So those four, uh, Curry, Wiggins, Thompson, and Green, uh, were rested versus Cleveland on Friday. So a lot of players rested. Um, worth noting, um, but of course we'll talk more about that game itself on Monday. Um uh, NBA announced the top merchandise sales numbers for the first half of the season. Uh, and I have the tweet pulled up here. Top selling jerseys, Steph Curry, LeBron James, one, two, uh, you know, kind of what you'd expect. Giannis third, Luka Doncic fourth, um, you know, just kind of the, the top guys in the NBA in that group. Worth noting though, Jokic is not even in the top 15 and he's a back-to-back MVP. That's kind of surprising to me. Um, LaMelo Ball is 12th. Um, and you know, LaMelo's a nice player, he's still a young developing player, but to have him be above Jokic is still kind of surprising to me. Um, regardless, the top selling franchises, uh, of course, Lakers number one, Warriors number two, Celtics number three, Bucks four, Bulls five. Bulls are always going to be up there, uh, and then Sixers, Mavs. Nets, Suns, and Knicks. So a mix of the best teams as well as the teams with some noteworthy historic players or big uh, big market teams. So um, anyways, just kind of interesting. Uh, we will talk, let's see, let's talk a couple more injury things here. Uh, firstly, well, both of these are positive uh, in the sense that these are players returning from injury. Uh, so firstly, for the Lakers, there is optimism. This is a Woj uh, r- report, Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. There's optimism that uh, Anthony Davis of the Lakers can return within uh, the next week or so, kind of looking at the 28th of January as a potential return window somewhere within that day or a few days in that area. So great news for the Lakers, uh, especially a team that's not too far out of the playoff push. And I'll actually mention that very briefly. Uh, You look at the standings. Of course, they're 13th in the West, which is not great, but they're only two games behind 7th in the West. Well, even 6th. They're only two games behind 6th in the West, which is the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors are 23 and 23. They're 500. The Lakers are 21 and 25. They're 457. So if you can get Davis back, you know, huge would be a huge addition to get him back into the lineup. You strengthen up your you know, team, you, you focus on stringing together some wins. I think that the Lakers have every ability or potential to make a push back into the play in potentially even playoff picture. If they have a nice, uh, strong second half with a potential return of Anthony Davis, but we know, we don't know exactly what's going to happen. Just something to keep an eye on as we, uh, hopefully get Anthony Davis back. Uh, and then for Cleveland, uh, Dean Wade, plans to return definitively on Saturday. So later tonight uh, or later today, their game versus the Milwaukee Bucks uh, in, uh, in Cleveland. So that'll be nice for both those teams to get those players back, especially the Lakers with, with Anthony Davis. Finally, a couple transactional notes. 
for the Kings, they have re-signed guard P.J. Dozier to a 10-day contract. And likewise, the San Antonio Spurs have re-signed center Gorgie Jang to a 10-day contract. And that takes care of our news. So now we're caught up on game summaries. We're caught up on our news. Let's go ahead and give you some some game previews before we uh, start to get this show wrapped up. Firstly, uh, again, all the times I would give for these game previews are in Eastern Standard Time. So plan accordingly based on where you live. Uh, today, Saturday, we have seven games uh, planned for today's action. Uh, there's, I don't, there's no national broadcast for this for today, but there's one league pass game that I think is worth watching. Uh, at 7:30, the Milwaukee Bucks in Cleveland against the Cavaliers. We mentioned it very briefly. If the Dean Wade uh, return from injury, um, great divisional matchup, Central Division, but of course also two of the better teams in the Eastern Conference, um, the two top teams in their division. I would have to say, uh, although it's a fairly competitive division, um, but it's you know, hopefully Giannis is back from, you know, the few games that he's missed. Giannis and a, and a champ, previously championship winning Bucks team versus a Cavs team that's, you know, on the rise, uh, you know, more and more on the rise. Um, so it should be a great matchup. That's, again, our, the one, uh, one of the games, you know, there's some great games from today's uh, slate of games, but that's the one I thought we should pencil that in, give you that as, hey, if you want to pay attention to a Saturday game, this would be a great one to watch. Again, league pass at 7.30, Bucks at Cavs. Uh, Sunday, there's also seven games on Sunday's slate. We have an N- NBA TV uh, broadcast at 8.30, the Golden State Warriors hosting the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, of course, would be a story of Durant's playing in Golden State. Uh, Durant out with injury, unfortunately, but should it still be a good matchup of teams trying to either right the ship or, uh, you know, return to where they were playing earlier in the season. Uh, you know, kind of the Nets trying to get back to form, the Warriors trying to find their form. Uh, it should still be a competitive game. I think probably a, a high, higher scoring game potentially even with Durant out, but we'll see what happens with that game. Uh, and then a couple league pass games worth noting. At 7.30, the Los Angeles Clippers, or LA Clippers, in Dallas against the Mavericks. That one's sort, sort of a rivalry. They've had some playoff matchups, and there's been some uh, kind of Clippers dogging, or I don't know if dogging is the right word, but, you know, uh, kind of some, some oh, what's the word I'm looking for? some heated nature, some competitiveness uh, with Doncic and the Clippers, something about it. I mean, you can look on YouTube, I think, you know, like Montrezl Harrell when he was there, uh, Marquise Morris, you know, some of those guys were getting into it with Doncic for whatever reason. So it's sort of a rivalry there, um, but also two teams that are sort of close in that uh, kind of playoff area. So it should be a good matchup. And then at nine o'clock, the Los Angeles Lakers in Portland against the Trailblazers. Lakers Blazers in Portland has kind of an interesting history. Um, I can think right now of a couple different Kobe uh, moments in Portland. Uh, of course, LeBron's first game as a Laker was in Portland against the Trailblazers. So it should be noteworthy. Uh, but of course, Lillard versus LeBron is, you know, pretty big matchup regardless. And then finally for Monday's slate, we've got seven games on Monday. Uh, just wanted to focus on the two national broadcast games. 
They're both on NBA TV. First at 8 o'clock, the Atlanta Hawks in Chicago against the Bulls. And then at 10.30, the Memphis Grizzlies in Sacramento against the Kings. Uh, Hawks-Bulls, that has had an interesting recent history with the the game winners from A.J. Griffin and um, uh, it was DeSoma with the game winner and that other matchup. Uh, They've had some interesting games in recent history, the Hawks and the Bulls, so it should be a good one. Uh, once again, hopefully. And then that 1030 game, the Grizzlies and Kings, those are, you know, Kings, you wouldn't have penciled in in the beginning of the season. Grizzlies, you would. But regardless, two of the top teams in the Western Conference, um, see if the Kings can light the beam at home against the one of the two best teams in the West, or if the Grizzlies will take care of business, right the ship and get back in the winning call. So a lot of great games from that uh, slate of action. Uh, should be a pretty good weekend of basketball. And that takes care of our game previews. So with all that done, we've kind of got ourselves caught up to where we should be with the weekend. Again, uh, well, at first, let's go ahead and do our This Day in History uh, fact. For this day, um, oh, you know what? We're going to have to change this because this is still for Friday's action. I'll share both. We'll do a little bit of bonus um, This Day in History Uh facts for you um let's see if we can go ahead and find this um and again keep in mind with all these uh this day and history facts that there's plenty of noteworthy facts from any given day but i'm kind of picking the one that either i find the most interesting or the one that's most uh substantial most unique you know the ones that kind of stand out to me uh, we'll share the one from yesterday first. So yesterday, January 20th, going back to 1970. So January 20th of 1970, uh, a year ago yesterday, or not a year ago, but um, the state in history yesterday, uh, Cincinnati's Tom Van Arsdale and Phoenix's Dick Van Arsdale become the first brothers to play in the same All-Star game. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Dick scored eight points for the West team, while Tom scored five for the East which won the game 142 to 135 in Philadelphia. So um, kind of a cool footnote there. I want to say those guys were like twins. Um, see, now I got to double check this. Every time with this day in history, I have to double check this. Uh, Van um, yes, identical twin brother of Tom Van Arsdale. I knew that they were twins. Um, and yeah, Tom Van Arsdale also has the uh, unlucky distinction of being um, the player in NBA history with the most regular season appearances without making the playoffs. He never played in the playoffs in his career, which is kind of remarkable. Uh, Regardless, kind of a fun note there, the first brothers playing in the same all-star game and for them to be identical twins. That's even, even more interesting. Um, so that's yesterday's facts. Let's talk actually today, January 21st. Um, let me comb through these and see if I can real quick find uh, the most interesting, best fact. Um, let's let's just jump on. Well, there's a lot of good ones here. No, we'll jump on that one. That's a good one. And especially because I've been combing through some 90s rosters, it's kind of pertinent to what I've been doing. So January 21st, this day in history. January 21st, going back to 1994, 
the Dallas Mavericks fell to the Seattle Supersonics 91 to 87. Dallas's 19th consecutive loss at Reunion Arena, establishing an NBA record for the most consecutive home games loss. Unfortunately for Mavericks fans, we had a chat just very briefly about this because it's kind of worth noting. You know, of course, the Mavericks have a solid history. I think that I, I want to say they've been one of the more winning franchises in NBA history. What is their franchise? Yeah, they're above 500 for their franchise history. They're 506. And they've had some great teams, of course. They've won a championship. But they had some lean years in the early 90s. That 94 team that we're talking about with this our fact for this day in history, they went 13 and 69. You think that's pretty abysmal, 13 and 69. The year before that, they were even worse. They were 11 and 71. So over two years, they were, oh, what were they? They were combined 24 and 140. That's completely abysmal. And one of those years, they had, in the latter of those years, they had Jim Jackson and Jamal Mashburn and Derek Harper. Well, they traded Derek Harper midseason. But Jim Jackson and Jamal Mashburn, and they won 13 games and lost 69. Remarkable stuff. But I won't dwell on that too much. Uh, that takes care of our, our show for today. Again, this is our, our bonus Saturday show to get us caught up. Not bonus, but uh, our makeup Saturday show. The bonus shows are either later today or or sometime tomorrow. Again, the plan is I'm going to do a couple episodes of franchise focus, one for the Cleveland Cavaliers, one for the Boston Celtics, and we'll have those for you uh, sometime this weekend before we come back on Monday. So again, thanks for listening. Uh, I apologize once again for missing uh, the last couple of days, but hopefully this kind of makeup episode will suffice. And uh, we'll be back with you uh, at some point this weekend for our uh, franchise focus bonus episodes. So uh, stay tuned for that.